Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 6.37 a.m. East Coast time. It is Wednesday, October 23rd, so we're like a day and a half away from this Thursday night football slate. It's a gross one. Between the Minnesota Vikings, who I think are like a borderline top seven, even maybe the fifth best team in the league right now, if you consider power rankings with Kansas City not being there because of injuries, just things like that. I think they're a pretty good team against what is probably one of the worst teams in the league, the Washington Redskins on this Thursday night football showdown slate. And we do have moving pieces. We do have some really key injuries to each side of the field on offense. It's going to impact things. We have some fogginess around quarterback situations. And we pretty much just have a really ridiculously priced slate, to be honest with you. And it ends up making it interesting from a strategy standpoint, never having this much, this many expensive players, never seeing a $13,000 player so far this year, at least on these primetime showdowns. And then having three guys from the same team at $11,000 or above, it's going to make it a very interesting way to build lineups. And uh, personally, I think it's a gross game. I think it's a gross slate. I probably won't play much. But for the people that are the DGens out there, and are going to be playing. No, I'm just kidding. But for real, uh, I will be breaking this down as I always do. Welcome to the channel if you're new here. My name is Sal Vetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, which I'm doing daily NBA videos now. You can check them out. They're already up for today. Um, depending on when you're watching this, of course, and then uh, the MLB and the WNBA. I love doing this. It's, it's a ton of fun. If you get any value from my videos, we have crushed through 13,000 subscribers. We're crushing almost to 14,000. If you get any value, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on the audio version, you can leave a five-star rate and review with your fantasy draft handle for a chance to be one of three winners announced Saturday for a free entry into their main event, usually around the $25 value. If you're watching the video and you want to do that and be a part of that, hit the link in the description below. There's a podcast link to iTunes. You can leave a five-star rate and review. And really, I mean, like every week, only like five to 10 people do it. So you have a great chance of actually getting a free ticket. It takes probably like 30 seconds of your time. So I really do appreciate it. It helps me reach more people. In the description below, my exclusive content over on Patreon, I am now doing daily w- or daily NBA projections um, as well. My models on there, projections and a bunch of sheets, as well as all my NFL content. Probably around 30 hours a week go on to Patreon uh, compared to about 10 to 15 per week uh, going onto YouTube. So there's a lot more out there if you like these videos, if you want to check out Patreon. It is linked down below. We have about a 260-something Patreons now, which is so cool. We have a whole community over there. I'll be doing a live stream tonight on Wednesday. So if you want to join that, it's Patreon exclusive. Follow me on Twitter at SalVetriDFS. Um, you can check out the Drafters Listener League for this week. It's linked up in the description below. Um, that is the Listener League. Once it fills, I'll, I'll maybe add another one. But it's Sunday at 10 a.m. We're going to be drafting live. It takes about 10 minutes. Um, and it's just a snake draft online. You can check it out. You can get a Sal50 as a promo code, I think. Um, and that will get you, a, I believe, a 50% deposit match. But it's pretty fun. I think it's almost filled. I think there's like two spots left. So check that out. And that's all my plugs. That's all my plugs. Sal, stop talking. All right, all right. All right. It's my channel. I'll talk. But now I'll wrap it up. I'm done. So let's get into this slate. Gross slate. You have a $12,000 Kirk Cousins. Pfft. I mean, I've been looking at trends, and if, if you've been watching my showdown videos for the past month, if there's a quarterback that approaches $11,000 or more, I really stare and look at them. If they approach $11,000, $11,500 or more, and there's another player on the slate that's expensive, I just fade them. I did it with Aaron Rodgers um, in the Monday night game last week. I did it with uh, Patty Mahomes when he was 12000 on Thursday night. He got hurt, but who knows what would have happened. And then I did it with Tom Brady this past week. None of them reached their value. Again, Mahomes a little asterisk by because he got hurt. None of them were needed in the winning lineup. And everybody's telling me, oh, you're not playing Tom Brady on this late. You're crazy. It's not Tom Brady. It's the price point. This is this is not we're not we're not picking our favorite players and making a draft here. Right. Um, or in the best matchups. We're trying to make a lineup fit together that gives us the best overall upside. 
me playing a quarterback like Kirk Cousins today at 12 or Thursday, whenever you're watching this at $12,000, when he has um, other players in the slate, I mean, other quarterbacks for $4,000 cheaper, other players in the slate that have a lot of upside for $3,000 cheaper, like Terry McLaurin, or even on his own team, like Steph Diggs for $1,000 cheaper. It's really hard for Kirk Cousins to get there. He's going to need to rush in a touchdown, if not two for $12,000 to be paid off. And then you not need um, something else of a combination in the winning lineup. So I kind of jumped the eight ball there, but what we're getting for this slate is Adam Thielen as of Tuesday saying he didn't practice and he keeps saying that he's optimistic he'll play. I really highly doubt Adam Thielen plays um, with the injury. They said that he's doubtful early on and now he's not practicing, but he's the only one having optimism. So obviously you're going to have optimism if you're him, but I doubt he plays. Adrian Peterson is diagnosed with high ankle sprains like two of them. And for some reason, he just comes out and says, I'm fine. Like he continues to say that he's fine. Like running backs on high ankle sprains. I get it. AP came back from an ACL so quick and had like one of his best seasons. Uh, running backs on high ankle sprains, even the freak Saquon Barkley took a month to come back from it. So highly doubt Adrian Peterson suits up Thursday. And if he does, highly doubt he does anything. I mean, the matchup's obviously terrible to start with. They're going to be huge underdogs, but and not a great matchup with their offensive line. Actually, their offensive line versus defensive line is a fine matchup, but just the overall game environment's not great. But I doubt he plays. So those are the main injury news. I mean, we can talk about some more on the defensive sides of the ball. But the main things are that, yeah, Adam Thielen and AP are probably doubtful for this game. They both continue to say that they're going to be playing. Wednesday's injury report should tell us that. But uh, these guys are dealing with injuries that take weeks to recover from. I mean, AP definitely weeks. Adam Thielen at least a week. And he's going to try and do it in four days. Does not seem smart to do in a game where you probably don't need him. Also, considering Kirk Cousins, this is a game environment that Kirk Cousins shouldn't throw 35 plus times. Like you should see Kirk Cousins going back to his 25 pass attempt type games here. And you really want to pay $12,000 for 25 pass attempts. You really want to do that. I mean, more times than not in this game, you probably see Kirk Cousins as a, like a really good game, get you 15 fantasy points at 12,000. He needs to get you 25 plus. I don't know. And I don't see a way that that possibly happens. Um, at least in, in hindsight, right? Obviously once the game starts, he can run in two QB sneaks and then it happens because nobody else produces. But $12,000. I think this might be the first time that a lot of people side with me and actually fading an expensive quarterback at that range. He's similarly priced to Patty Mahomes on Thursday Night Football, and I think we can all agree that he's probably going to throw about 20 times less than Patty Mahomes would have threw that game. So starting at the top, I think Terry McLaurin's one of the better plays in the slate. He's 9,200. He finds himself in a very good matchup against probably Xavier Rhodes. Oh, but Sal, Xavier Rhodes is a shutdown cornerback. Stop saying that. You're just looking at three years ago before he got all these injuries and he got old. He's given up 30 receptions so far this year. 30. 30 receptions. That's insane. For 271 yards and three touchdowns on only 36 targets. Like everybody's just throwing at Xavier Rhodes because he's got awful. I mean, Marvin Jones, I believe one of his touchdowns was on Xavier Rhodes last week. 83% completion. I think two of his four. uh, 83% completion percentage against Xavier Rhodes this year. Uh, And you get Terry McLaurin averaging 2.16 yards per route run. I would expect seven plus targets out of McLaurin, especially when you consider the game environment. Obviously, the main downside is that he has Case Keenum and or whoever else comes into this game. Um, If it's Dwayne Haskins comes in, Colt McCoy, who knows? Because right now, Case Keenum seems to be on thin ice, at least in the Washington media. Um, But McLaurin at 9200 is the one bright spot. And honestly, the Washington receivers stink. Uh, They stink. The last time I said this, um, I I forget his name, but he ended up, Taylor Gabriel ended up scoring like three tutties and a half or something. So maybe this is the the time to play Trey Quinn and or Paul Richardson. But look, I want to make Paul Richardson, who's a maybe right now, I want to make him a yes at 5,000 because I think he has upside down the field. He'll be facing Trey Waynes, who Trey Waynes has given up 33 receptions for 323 yards and three touchdowns. Absolutely torched last week, left and right, whenever Marvin Jones was on him. So like, these are really good matchups. Like these cornerbacks are not good. These are really good matchups on the outside for both McLaurin and Paul Richardson, even in the slot for a guy like Trey Quinn. It's a good matchup. Like he's going to get to face Alexander, who in a very short amount of time filling in um, so far this year has not played a lot of snaps, but he's given up 106 yards and 11 catches on 16 targets. Um, it's an appealing price point at 3,600 for Trey Quinn. 
But here's here's the fact of the matter. Like Drake Wynn, yes, he's cheap, so you can get to him if you want. But 0.79 yards per route run, that's disgusting. And then even worse is Paul Richardson, who plays on the outside. So like Drake Quinn, a short slot receiver. So yeah, sure, okay, his, his catches are going to be less. Paul Richardson, 0.78 yards per route run. He's just not getting separation. He's not getting a ton of targets. Um, these are guys who are at very good price points. That's the only reason I have slight interest. They're not yeses. So if you're listening on the audio version, hope those ears are doing well. Terry McLaurin's a yes for me right now. The other Washington receivers, Trey Quinn at 3600 He's priced right around the kickers, if not cheaper than one of the kickers in Dan Bailey. He's a maybe for me. Like, what is your upside in Trey Quinn? Your upside in Trey Quinn is like four receptions for 40 yards. So that's eight fantasy points, which is probably what one of these kickers gets you. Obviously, he has more upside, though. Um, well, your median is probably like four for 40. His obvious, more, obviously more upside comes if he scores a touchdown. So I do prefer Trey Quinn over the kickers, mainly because I think his median projection is similar to the kickers like what three catches for 30 yards six points right around what the kickers are going to score six or seven they'll project out for but you obviously have the upside of Trey Quinn uh, kicking or getting a touchdown you have the upside of the kickers kicking 250 yard field goals of course but I think him falling into the end zone for a touchdown is more likely than a kicker getting 14 15 points I could be wrong there um, but I think so for the skill position and then Paul Richardson's just been terrible but the matchup's really good and we saw what Paul uh, Marvin Jones did last week my next yes is Busy Johnson Ola Busy Johnson Busy Johnson so uh, this is assuming that you get no Adam Thielen. And the way that the Vikings play this year, and I don't have a ton. I, maybe I should put Busy Johnson as an X, but I literally have four guys as Ys in terms of having a, them as a yes right now. That's how gross this slate is. But Busy Johnson, 6,200. He's he's priced up. I'll tell you that much. He's very expensive. But when you factor in that Stefan Diggs is hard to get to at 11K, Dalvin Cook's 13K, Cousins is 12K, and then Terry McLaurin's 9,200. Like Those are some of the better plays on the slate. Not Cousins, but Diggs, Cook, and, and Terry McLaurin. Busy Johnson then relatively becomes a cheaper play for a guy who is going to take on the Adam Thielen role. Like Adam Thielen's a guy who plays on the outside and then moves into the slot. They move him around a lot of versatility. You'll see that out of Busy Johnson. Busy Johnson last week played by far the second most snaps on the team. And this is what the this is what the um, the Washington or the Minnesota Vikings do. They just play two wide receivers. Like you'll have a third wide receiver, so Laquan Treadwell maybe in this game. So for people that want to play him, he'll probably only come on the field for like 25 to 30% of the snaps. Um, 25 or 30% of the snaps is for more times than I is going to lead to him running like eight to 10 routes. Uh, so that's not much upside in my opinion in Laquan Treadwell, especially when the game environment and game flow says just run the ball a ton with two tight ends, Irv Smith Jr. and Kyle Rudolph and go from there. So Busy Johnson at 6,200. He's he's a yes right now, but just relative to the slate. 10 out of his 25 routes came out of the slot. He'll likely face uh, Mareu or Fabian Mareu, who so far this year has been a very below average cornerback. Yes, I like Busy Johnson. Um, I wish the price point was $1,000 cheaper. He scores a touchdown. I think that kind of boosts up his price point. I think I'm going to put Busy Johnson as a maybe, honestly, because it's just that this price point is... it's. It's not tough to get to at 6,200, but it's it's higher than I would like. But that being said, like your only other passing game option, in my opinion, for wide receivers is Stefan Diggs, and he's almost double the price point, 11K. Um, Wendell Smallwood's actually a yes for me. Look, he's $1,800. There's likely going to be no Thompson still. You have a banged up Adrian Peterson that continues to say he's going to play, but two high uh, he has like two graded high ankle sprains. Like, I don't know what they're doing with that. Washington has a top five run blocking advantage this week. So believe it or not, their offensive line actually has the advantage over Minnesota's defensive line in terms of generating a push based on per pro football focus. It's a good price point for him. Um, you have some passing game upside as well out of Smallwood. He would be the primary pass catching back, in my opinion, uh, coming out of the backfield with no Thompson, even if AP does play. Look, he's $1,800. You're hoping that he catches like three balls for 20 yards and he picks up like 40 yards on the ground and he's sitting there for like eight to nine fantasy points for you and he's half the price of these kickers and that's enough to make it work. Um, and then if there's no Adrian Peterson, he's going to be the lead back. Now that lead back might only lead to like six to eight carries against this team more times than not, but it should lead to like three to four targets. So 1800 Smallwood makes a lot of sense, especially on a slate where the next guy up, Dalvin Cook, is $13,000. Like if you want to play Dalvin Cook tonight, 
and you probably can't play him in the captain spot because he's just so damn expensive. I want to play Davin Cook. I mean, he's 13,000. I do want to play him. Like, the whole idea about fading players who are very expensive is all game theory related. Like, fading Kirk Cousins because he's 12,000 is because I don't think he can get me 25 fantasy points, and that's probably what he needs to pay it off. Dalvin Cook at 13,000, I think he can get me 25 fantasy points. And on this slate, that's probably when he needs to pay it off. And I have a very good feeling that he can do that. Um, so $13,000, obviously a very steep price point. But when you have a legitimate running back play today in Wendell Smallwood at 1800, it makes it a little bit easier. I don't want Dalvin Cook in the captain. I don't even know how you make a lineup after that. But Dalvin Cook flex with the Wendell Smallwood flex with the Terry McLaurin flex. And now you're starting to add some things up, right? Um, so I do like Dalvin Cook, believe it or not, like the guy myself who likes to fade these expensive players when there's a couple of them on the slate. I think Dalvin Cook's the one you don't want to fade. Um, Dalvin Cook right now, his price makes me a little bit hesitant. Um, I do prefer Cook over Cousins without a, without a doubt, though. The main decision on this slate is, like, do you want to get to Cook or Diggs? Maybe you can fit them both. But based on the game flow of this game, the way I see it unfolding is just Washington wins it pretty handily. Um, and Dalvin Cook sees his normal 20-plus touches. And Alexander Madison might even get his 10 touches. And then Dalvin Cook scores a touchdown. And if he scores two, there's without a doubt that he's going to be needed. Washington's allowing the sixth most rushing yards, the third most receptions, and the eighth most receiving yards to running backs this year. Dalvin Cook at 13,000. I hope it gets a lot of people off of him. But on a slate where you have three expensive price guys, one somewhat expensive price guy in McLaurin, and then a bunch of like middling to cheap options, yeah, I like Dalvin Cook. You probably have to play kicker. You probably have to play Wendell Smallwood. It doesn't look great. It looks pretty gross. But um, by far, I think he has the best advantage of getting to 25 points uh, over a Diggs, who probably would have to get you to 20, and Kirk Cousins, who would probably have to get you to 23 to 25 to pay off their salary and not even just pay it off, but be needed to win. Trey, uh, we talked about Trey Quinn. We talked about Paul Richardson. Um, I think I like Paul Richardson. Look, they both have very good matchups. I think I like Paul Richardson a little bit better. He's $1,400 more expensive, but he's going to be playing on the outside. Like Trey Quinn, if he doesn't score you a touchdown, he's probably not needed in the winning lineup. The upside for both of these guys is obviously their matchups, their price points, and the fact that their team should be playing from behind. The downsides is that both of them stink at getting separation and their quarterback stinks as well. Uh, so it might not actually matter that they have good matchups and a good price point. I do prefer Paul Richardson slightly just because of his upside down the field. So, I mean, if he sees his five targets, six targets in this game, they're going to be at least, what, 10 plus yards down the field, maybe a deep shot or two downfield, whereas Trey Quinn's are all going to be about eight yards. Stefan Diggs at 11,000. Yeah, I, I originally had Stefan Diggs as a yes, but then I realized, like, if you're playing Dalvin Cook, it's going to be really hard to get to Stefan Diggs unless you're putting like Wendell Smallwood in the captain spot, which I don't prefer. And I actually prefer Terry McLaurin to Stefan Diggs just straight up in this game. So me getting an $1,800 price savings, I like that. Like, look, Stefan Diggs has a fantastic matchup. He'll probably face, um, he's a fantastic matchup and hole against the secondary, but individual matchup, he'll probably face Quentin Dudmar, who Quentin Dudmar has been the only bright spot on this Washington secondary, in my opinion. Um, so far through uh, five games, he's only allowed 17 receptions for 194 yards. That's very good. 38.8 yards per game, and he has a 34 pass rating against him. That's one of the best in the entire league based on the amount of coverage snaps he's played. Now, I don't think it'll be a shadow matchup. I doubt it, um, but he will be seeing him for the majority of this game, especially if Adam Thielen is out. So when you factor in somewhat of a tough matchup and a high price point and the fact that Terry McLaurin's on the slate, I just prefer McLaurin over Diggs. You can get to both of them, but then you probably have to not play Dalvin Cook, and then I prefer even for $2,000 more Dalvin Cook over Stephen Diggs. It's a very weird slate. We've never seen a $13,000 price running back with a $11,000 price wide receiver with a 12,000 price quarterback on his own uh, team. Uh, it's weird. Alexander Madison, I actually have some interest at 4,400. Alexander Madison has a ton of goal line carries um, this year. You expect that this game script boosts him for more work, probably more times than not. You see six to eight with the upside of 10 to 12 carries based on if this game blows out or not for Madison, that probably gets you one to three goal line carries. At $4,400, he's priced very close to these kickers, $400 more than Dan Bailey. 
at the end of the day, you're relying on a touchdown. Like Madison can run eight, eight times for 50 yards and have a great game in terms of like yards per carry and effectiveness and efficiency, but that's five fantasy points that doesn't do anything for you. You need touchdowns. So he's not a no for me because I think he actually sees a decent amount of volume. Um, and he has been, even when the games are close, he still sees like six carries. Uh, but it's, it's a spot where you need touchdowns. And I think he has touchdown upside relative to his like 15 goal line carries this year. Um, but he's not a yes by any means. I have both kickers as a maybe, and I'll say the same thing for the people who can't see who are listening on the audio version. Kickers are fine. Just play one. Um, you don't want to play both. You're limiting your upside. In this matchup, you get $1,000 savings. If you go to Dustin Hopkins, you obviously have the better upside kicker. If, if you're looking at just Vegas odds for more points, they're over under on player props. Is going to be Dan Bailey. But that's really just the difference of if you're kicking a 50-yard field goal instead of a 48-yard field goal, and now Dustin Hopkins is the guy who outscores him. So if you need that extra $1,000 in a slate where, yes, Dalvin Cook is ridiculously priced at 13K, I have no fee- I have no worries going down to Duskin Hopkins at three thousand. Just know that Dan Bailey, like more times than not, will outscore him. But you're doing it for the pricing. Redskins defense is only twenty two hundred. Look, I have both defenses as a maybe on this slate. Uh, Sixty eight hundred dollar Vikings. <laughs> I hate paying up for defenses, and I really don't like it, especially on a slate that's hard to put a lineup together. But it's really hard to see a spot where if there's no AP in this game, there's no Chris Thompson, they're going to be running out. Sure, Terry McLaurin has skill, but then Trey Quinn, Paul Richardson, and Wendell Smallwood with Case Keenum. They're going to be running that out on a short week. Uh, look, it, it might sound better than it actually is. It's it's pretty bad. Like Paul Richardson and Trey Quinn have been having really bad seasons. Um, $6,800 though is a, is a steep price point. Like I'd rather have, um, so I guess the question is, do you have rather have Busy Johnson or Vikings defense in that range? And that's a toss-up for me. Like, I think I'd rather Busy Johnson because we know that he has just more upside in terms of touchdowns. But is that true? Like, do the Vikings actually have better upside in this game against t- for touchdowns in terms of pick sixes or whatever it might be? Um, so that's one thing that I'll have to weigh in terms of do I want to pay $600 more for Busy Johnson or, or $600 more for Vikings defense? Probably not. The crazy thing is that the Vikings defense are 6800 The Redskins defense is $2,200. $4,600 difference. I think you could take a stab at that. Look, uh, it's $2,200 and... If they have a pump block for a touchdown, they're probably going to score double-digit fantasy points, and that's all you need. And that's a very good score for 2,200. So uh, when you're relating the Redskins defense to these kickers, um, I think I prefer the Redskins defense. $1,800 savings from the Redskins defense to Dan Bailey for probably similar upside, to be honest with you. Look, I'm not saying the Redskins defense is good. Once again, I can care less what the player's name says. I'm looking at, and player name for this is Redskins defense, I'm looking at the salary of $2,200 for defense that, even if they're down, um, the downside here is clearly that uh, Kirk Cousins throws 18 times in this game and he's very much game manager and there's 35 rush attempts and it's very hard to cause fumbles compared to sacks and interceptions, right? And you really much rather have Kirk Cousins throwing the ball more. So that's why they're priced cheaper. Like I know, I understand why the Redskins are so cheap is there's a really good chance Kirk Cousins can, like he did week one, throw 10 times. He could throw 18 times, 15 times in this game. And you literally have no chances of scoring on a pick six or a sack fumble recovery. So then you're really hoping that Dalvin Cook fumbles and more times than not a fumble for a return is very rare. Uh, And then you're really banking on the special teams to do something. But at 2200, I think it's worth a flyer. I do prefer Wendell Smallwood for $400 cheaper. So I don't actually think you have to get there, but I think it's an interesting price point. That's about it for my interest. I have 12 players right now listed here. Look, I know people are going to want to go, oh, but Sal, Laquan, Treadwell. Look, this team's not going to throw a lot. We just mentioned how Kirk Cousins might throw 25 times at most in this game. Laquan Treadwell has played just 10 snaps last week, even after Thielen got hurt. This team only really runs two wide receivers. The wide receiver three, whether it was Chad Beebe earlier in the year before he got hurt, or Busy Johnson for the most part of this year before Adam Thielen got hurt last week, usually plays about 30% of the snaps. Uh, Minnesota goes very two tight end heavy with Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr., which leads them to only having two wide receivers on the outside, usually Thielen and Diggs. But now if Thielen's out, it's going to be Diggs and Busy Johnson. 
no real interest in treble. We talked about Kirk Cousins' price point. Um, you have a twelve thousand dollars quarterback with realistic upsides in this game of like twenty six pass attempts, and his what? And he has no wide receiver one in Thielen, and his other wide receiver is eleven k, and his running back is thirteen k. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, Case Keenum is eight thousand dollars. Look, I don't even know if he plays this whole game. Like, if Case Keenum struggles in the first quarter, first quarter and a half, you're probably going to see Case Keenum pulled again for a guy like Colt McCoy or Dwayne Haskins. No, I do not have interest in Colt McCoy or Dwayne Haskins. I'm not banking on that. Even if you bank on it, and Case Keenum gets pulled at the half, you really think Dwayne Haskins is going to come in and, and score? I don't know, even at low ownership, doesn't matter. He's going to score like 15 plus fantasy points and a half or Colt McCoy is going to do that. No, they're not going to do that. Um, so no interest in them. Adrian Peterson, I don't even think he plays, but I don't even want him at the price point. Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph, he's priced up here and so is Irv Smith Jr. for their actual roles. Like Kyle Rudolph finally got involved last week on the least snaps of the year, but before that, he hasn't been doing nothing. And again, I expect these guys to be primarily blocking first this game, especially Irv Smith. Don't have interest in those tight ends. Chris Thompson likely will miss with turf toe again. Vernon Davis and Jeremy Sprinkle. If Vernon Davis plays on a short week, he's been battling, I think, the concussion protocol. Um, then Jeremy Sprinkle is just not worth playing. If Vernon Davis is out, $3,400 Jeremy Sprinkle. I still prefer Wendell Smallwood. I still prefer the kickers over him. Like, look, he's been running 15 routes per week with Vernon Davis on average with Vernon Davis out. And he's been doing nothing except maybe he'll catch two balls for 18 yards. If Vernon Davis is out, you need Jeremy Sprinkle to score a touchdown and then some. Like one catch for 10 yards and a touchdown for him from eight points at 3,400 is pretty much what a kicker will score. So there's no real upside there. You need him to do more than just score a touchdown. And I don't even want to rely on a guy to just score a touchdown. So I don't really have interest in Sprinkle. So that's it. I have 12 players. Uh, hey, uh, take a second. And if you can hit the subscribe button, that helps me out. Really helps me out. Thank you. I appreciate it. And check out my Twitter at DFS. Check out my exclusive content down below. I will have tiers for this Thursday night football slate out on Thursday afternoon. Appreciate you tuning in. You can check out more of my content, the audio version of this. If you ever want to listen, you're in a bind, you're driving the car. If you are listening on the audio version, now that you're still here, if you could just take an extra 30 seconds to a minute and just five-star rate review very quick on iTunes, if you're listening on there subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you're listening and if you can leave a review the reviews are the thing that help out the most you will be entered into a raffle for a free fantasy draft ticket for this sunday i will announce that on saturday thank you so much for tuning in my name's sal you already know that peace out gang i hope you enjoyed that podcast and before you go if i can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast download a few if you wish but if you enjoyed this podcast if you could please subscribe helps me out help support it so thank you so much and i will see you in the next one